Welcome back to the Growth Hacking Podcast from New Republic. I'm your host, as always, Nemi Yassini, and I'm joined with my co-founder and co-host, Stacey Isaac. Want to say hi? Hi, everyone. This is a nostalgic one. It's the last one. I don't know if you've seen my LinkedIn or Stacey's or read the press, but uh, this will be the last one as New Republic. What the future holds, we don't know, but it should be exciting. And with that, we thought it'd be really cool to have a podcast with the guys who are becoming one big giant family. I've met them, giant family, the team at Deloitte. I'm here with uh, Asan and Leora. Guys, you want to say hi? Hi. Hello. Very excited to be here today. Welcome. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah. So very excited to have you on the podcast. And as Nina said, it's a little bit of a nostalgic one today. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should have Green Day. You know that song that they sing? Another photograph. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no one needs to hear me sing. Hello, everyone. So, Asan, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, Stacey. I'm Asan Tabrizi. I've been at Deloitte for about 12 years now, and at the moment, I lead Deloitte Digital in Australia. I'm also part of the global Deloitte Digital exec, helping set the strategy and direction for this amazing team that's Deloitte Digital worldwide. Amazing. And Leora, we've had um, a couple of opportunities to meet with you and some great lunches and times to connect, <laughs> as well as yourself, Asan. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Leora. Yeah, sure. So um, I first joined Deloitte in 2005, um, which is a very, very long time ago. Um, but I did have a seven-year, I think it was, um, break in the middle while I was in London working in the film industry. So I am by no means um, a, a career consultant. My background is actually in media entertainment, but I now very happily lead our customer strategy and design team at Deloitte Digital, um, which of course is where we will be welcoming New Republic. Stacey with open arms. How did you, like what happened? You came home making films in London and you were like, yeah, design is where I want to go. Like, how, did you, how did that transition happen? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. I, I So I started in the cinema industry um, and ended ended kind of my career um, in cinema in an advisory capacity in the UK. Um, so never touched digital till um, till I was over in London, which which just seems a bit strange now, but that was back kind of before, before Netflix even had landed in the UK. So that's kind of, um, well, it's both, both shows how long ago, but also I think how quickly that industry has changed. Um, came back to Australia rejoined um, Deloitte with Deloitte Digital. It was definitely not something um, that I had expected to happen. Um, but did they, did they reach out to you or did you come well, Yeah, so I had, um, I had a lot of friends who were still there and they said they were like, oh, we know you don't want to be a consultant, but just come and meet, come and meet Deloitte Digital because it's different, it's different. Like it's, a, it's almost like a little agency within, within Deloitte. Um, I came in and uh, to be totally honest, just the people... And the culture completely won me over. So, but you're totally right. I was I was never supposed to be working in the design space, and and I'm absolutely not. I'm not a designer like your good self, Nima. And I've got a, a team of designers who are much more um, experienced, hands-on in design than I am. But what what really happened was Deloitte by that stage had adopted a very design thinking um, and user-centric mentality, and it just it just completely clicked. So when I when I came in, I was supposed to be doing strategy. Um, came in, and um, my first job was with with the design team um, over at Telstra. 
and I never went back into proper strategy because it just it just completely made sense to me. It completely clicked. It's like of course, like why why would you not put the user at the center of everything that you do? But I think what I didn't realize then that I realize now is it seems really simple if you get it, but it's not necessarily simple if you don't. Was that transition from you know theater and film and all that? Like, did you ever? Was there any parallels that you're like, oh, what I learned there makes a lot of sense here? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you something very cool about working somewhere like Deloitte. So when I decided to rejoin Deloitte, I thought I was saying goodbye to me. Yeah, yeah, that's because that's what I was thinking. Like, you're like, I'll stuff it. I'm going to go do this. Yeah, pretty much. I thought it was a choice and it was and it was a choice I spent a long time kind of making. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to say goodbye to that world um, and I'm going to come back into, you know, you think Deloitte and you think. They're working for you know. Everyone asks us, "Are you going to wear suits?" And yeah. I'm like, well, that, well, well, that was my my first question um, in my um, very first interview was, "Do I have to wear a suit again?" Because I don't have any. Um, can I? I just come from seven. I, I literally wore Converse for seven years in the UK. I'm not. I'm not actually joking. So I was not going yeah. back. But yeah. So, but one of the cool things about Deloitte is that once I came in here, I realised there was a whole team. That, were, that was working to meet entertainment. So, um, you know, I managed to spend a huge amount of my time working for media entertainment clients. That's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. And so echo, there was that relevance. To echo your point, uh, we just completely resonated with you guys. I, I don't think we knew what to expect when meeting with you, but it was just like an instant instant synergy, wasn't it? Like we just connected with everybody. No one wore suits. Nobody huge surprise. Wore suits. <laughs> um, huge surprise. A group of like hugely intelligent and passionate individuals and, yeah, we, we were definitely blown away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, we had a bit of limelight. Let's give it, let's give it to Asan. Asan, I'm kind of indirectly giving us a compliment. I, I, <laughs> I really want to, like, if you've seen the press releases, there's all this stuff around who, you know, who you've acquired. You've acquired three businesses. I mean, like. That that literally is like like a shopping spree, like bags, you know, Hermes and Gucci, and you know, coming home, done some shopping. So what? Uh, tell me, what interested you in what we do? Like, what was it about? And not about New Republic, but what was it about the space that we're in that interested interested you guys to say we need to be in that space? You know, that question had like so many points in it. I want to. I'm gonna shopping ask, or the side of the shopping man. You know, I'm, I'm gonna answer your question first, but I want to also touch on some of the other points that you raised. We did look at a lot of businesses over the past 18 months. Some of them in a similar field that you guys are very active in, uh, data-driven design and experimentation, leading design and outcomes using experiments. Some of them a bit more further to the left or to the right, focusing on. Uh, MarTech optimization, data, very data-focused businesses in that in that world. There was probably three factors that really Im- impressed us with your business. That was eventually the deciding factor for us. Number one, it was the two of you. You you meet people and you click, and the way they talk about their history, their their team, their clients, really resonates. And you feel well, this this person sounds exactly like the type of person that I would. Uh, want to be uh, going to war with you know you've got people that you really trust and you know that, that they will have have your back in no matter what sort of situation you land and these things in my view comes down to that point becomes a critical part of it and both of you really uh, resonated well on that front with us we felt Nima Stacy both of you joined the team would be awesome leaders in our practice and we can all 
lock hands and go and solve the most challenging problems for our clients, which is what we all live for here. Like there's no one at Deloitte that doesn't aspire to do that. And if we, if you, if you take that away, there's nothing left of our sense of worth and identity here. We live to solve our clients' challenging problems. And we thought you guys would be an awesome addition to the team. That was number one. The second one was that you were doing some really good work in the market. And we tested this with some of the uh, indirectly with some of the clients that you had worked with and also some of our alliances uh, through the trusted relationships that we had knew of you and the impact that you've had in the market in that data-driven uh, experimentation space. That, that was a key differentiator for us and that you guys were leading this space uh, between the agencies that we looked at. The third one was your presence in the market through social media, through um, word of mouth, through clients. It was, it was definitely at a different level. You guys are doing something absolutely right that you are, for the size of team that you have, you have got a much better impact and presence in the market and, and people see you in a different light. All of those were very additive. Now, back to the question of why. Before you do that, can I just... Just, just soak in. It's like the <laughs> For a guy that needs external validation, like that was like a meal on its own. I could cut that up with some wine and like that's dinner. That was, that was it's awesome. pretty amazing. It's definitely hugely flattering. Absolutely. Massive. It's, it's a truth, guys, and, and you should be very proud of it. You have an incredible business and incredible legacy, and I'm, I'm very... I feel we're very fortunate to have you join us and we will together build a, a bigger business and solve bigger problems for our clients. Thank you. That's huge. And I think for us having worked so hard for years together and the, you know, the late nights and the weekends, you have your moments where you yeah. think, oh my God, what are we doing? So to actually hear that, it's so it's rewarding Andrew, because it makes it worth the If moment. you could cut that stat section and put onto a loop to give to me, that would be amazing. <laughs> Anytime I'm feeling things aren't going right, that on. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, you're going to say so. Please continue. Please continue with the comments. Um, but there were not a few other points in that. I mean, the I know the shopping spree example from the outside looks a bit um, uh, over the top, but the, there's two there's two key points there. One is we our strategy, and I, I and I think we've had conversations about this, but for your audience, our strategy based on research that Deloitte has done both in Australia, across the region and globally, is very clear in the sense that data-driven experimentation, marketing, uh, especially marketing that's optimized with data and insights from data, all the, the, the MarTech space and marketing advisor that goes along with it, that is an incredibly growing area. Our clients uh, need so much help in that space. And I would argue that the majority of our clients have not really tapped into the potential of that space. So there's incredible opportunity of growth of a practice. And having, having had one of the, from a size perspective, one of the bigger MarTech practices in Australia for a few years, it just felt like it's the right thing for us to do to make sure that we bring together a number of agencies that are complementary and can combined with the existing team that we have really set the tone and focus in this space in the Australian market and also export it into the AP region. So, sorry, can I interrupt you there? So you, you bought these, I mean, the companies you bought, I know Ventifact, they're, they're damn good business. I, I don't know Blended as well as I know Ventifact, but I know Ventifact. So, like, you know, you said the, the we're here to solve client. 
What was the problem that you kept hearing in market that you went, these propositions combined with what we do actually helps? Like what, what was the problem that you're hearing companies talking about that this solves? Yeah, the, I mean, uh, the research is very clear. Our clients are sick and tired of throwing money at marketing and advertising without it being directed at what needs to happen. Yeah. The, 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 the time of sort of TVC, TV campaigns, mass market, I, I, we, can, we can all see the sunset of that, not saying that it will go away forever, but... It's got a role to play. Yeah, it's got a role to play, but at the same time, clients want measures, clients want investment in areas where they know they're going to have a return, and clients want, without this being stockish and creepy, they want to understand their consumers, they want to understand their customers, and make sure that they meet the customer at the exact point that they have a need with the right answer. And you can't do that without data, and you can't do that without the right design and experimentation, and you can't do it with the, with, with the marketing technology that's available in this space. That was the core of the need. Now, we would hear this in different um, versions across different sectors and different clients' maturity, but the, the core of the need was putting data analytics insights at the heart of marketing and growing that practice and, and creating a nimble practice that will continuously experiment and, and build on it. That's what got us going. But I want to also commend you guys because it takes a, a long-term mindset. It takes a it takes a mindset of abundance to actually be willing to come and join an organization like Deloitte alongside two other organizations that, alongside two other agencies that might feel uh, the same and, and the mentality of, oh, are we going to compete internally? All of that stuff, every, all the founders put that aside and looked at the bigger picture of the, the, the ambition ahead of us, the, the growth in this market, the need and demand for, uh, that our clients have in this space. And everyone's come together to solve that bigger problem. And that, that takes courage and guts. And I, that's the thing that I want to really commend you guys in, in also reciprocating our ambition and trust and joining us. Uh, I, I really do appreciate that. This is possibly the best podcast <laughs> We've ever done this more often. This yeah. is the best podcast ever. Are you just saying that? What's that? Are you just saying that? No, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely telling you that yeah. this is the best podcast I've ever done. There was another one, Patrick from Airtasker. He, like, when I got off that podcast, I was like, this guy is next level. I, I loved his podcast. You know, Sander, one thing I kept hearing in the market, and a lot of it came out of the States, was this concept of tool, tool fuel. So organizations spent millions on buying technology from salespeople who'd said, like, this thing will wake up and say, I love you when your wife hates you. This thing will tell you it loves you and it will cook you eggs, take the kids to school, your life would be amazing, and it'll do one-to-one personalization. And then they buy it and then they turn it on and it goes, computer says no. And, <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, oh, well, you got to buy all these services for another 2 to $3 million to and then, and the tech would never integrate or work. And that's the one thing that I kept hearing was this <clears throat> constant letdown that the tech was supposed to do this, but now it doesn't. Yep. And so, you know, the guys like Ventifact, Lumi, those guys started finding a place in the world. The challenge I always had was that a lot of the agency model, as I see it, they try to help clients, but fundamentally the model is built on the longer you have the client, the more money you make. So they're not trying to solve the problem. They're trying to elongate the problem, if that makes sense. And that was one thing that we were setting out to do. Like from the day we walk into a client, we say, we want to leave as quickly as possible. It really comes down to your ability to adopt what we do. 
So if that takes you six months, great. We did that with Showpoke. If that takes you 12 months, great. If that takes you 24 months, but fundamentally we're doing everything so that we get the hell out of here. I got the same feeling when I was talking to you guys. I got the same sense of how do we help you guys get the most out of this and then get the hell out. And most times, every time you try to leave, they keep you there anyway. It's like an Al Pacino scene. right? Yeah. You show your worth. Yeah. Um, Leora, I'd like to um, go to you for a second. So obviously you know what we do with experimentation and we're coming into the strategy and design area. How, how do you see our experimentation fitting into what you do? Is it a standalone service? Is it an add-on? Like where do you see the future? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not standalone. So I think there are some very obvious synergies. Right? And so I think Asana has just spoken to some of them. Um, you know, for, particularly for me, like e-commerce is obviously a, a an immediate opportunity is MarTech. Um, I think we've got some very strong offerings already um, in those areas. Um, you know, and and I guess alongside um, that kind of work, we've you know we've been lucky enough to design and build some of the biggest digital experiences and products and services really in Australia. So you can instantly see how um, what you guys do is going to really help our clients. You know, to your point earlier, get the most out of their technology and optimize it on an ongoing basis. But and there's, and there's no question, right? You can see how that's going to fit in, but for me, what I am most excited about is experimentation, right? Because I love that it engenders this culture of not being afraid to test and learn. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, that is what's going to deliver our clients way more value than a set and forget strategy or a set and forget design. So my hope really is that it's not going to add value just for our clients through the work itself, but it's going to help them embed that same culture of experimentation in the long term, which is exactly what, what yeah. Nima's just said. Um, it might come as a bit of a shock to some people, but we feel exactly the same as you, Nima. Like at, at, um, I was about to say digital, but Deloitte really, we're very much about coming in and helping set our clients up for longer-term success without us and then getting out. And a lot of people are kind of shocked yeah. um, shocked by that, but that, that's where it's really satisfying when you look back at a client um, when you, you work with like one, two, three years ago and you're long gone, but you can see still the longer-term change and the impact that you created together, even if you're no longer part of it day-to-day. Yeah, and I heard that I, I talked to clients who actually said, oh, yeah, we worked with the Lord. They're amazing. And they always say the same thing. They're expensive, but they deliver. I'd rather pay and know someone can deliver than pay and get nothing at the end of it. And so it was, to me, it was like no one, everybody always said consistently, they always deliver, which I really loved. I, I just thought that's amazing. That's Nemo, we're not expensive. We're value for money. There you go. Exactly. Hey, I'm just, I'm just repeating what I heard. I, I'm not... If I may pick up, though, on one of the points um, that we both raised, I think that experimentation culture also goes a long way in helping our clients properly embed that investment and technology. I mean, let's get it. Let's talk straight here. The alliances that we work with, Salesforce, Adobe, Sidecore, Optimizely that you guys work with, which I'm really happy that they're joining our our group. All of these alliances, they are incredibly good at building software to address broad problems across their client set. However, um, not every client is at the degree of maturity and ability to maximize the use of that software. And our job is to take the client on that journey. And we do that job really well. And I think what you guys add incredibly well to the fold is that ethos of experimentation to make sure that the journey that we go with our clients to gradually roll out that technology and get the most value out of it, you can prove it at every single step of the way and use that experimentation to course create going forward. I'm actually really excited bringing all of these things together. It, it just solves these challenges for our clients in a, in a completely different way. 
You know, selfishly, sorry, do you mind? Absolutely. I'm like a kid in the cancer. You know, selfishly, the one thing that I really wanted from the Deloitte relationship was one of the things that I find when we go in to do, set up a culture of experimentation, we only affect one department. And what I've noticed is because it's a cross-functional activity, there are so many other departments that have to come on the journey. The place that we always were challenged by, and it took a lot of, you know, I can't say we were successful everywhere. We tried to be successful as many places we went to was that to do a culture of experimentation, you have to affect culture. And to affect culture, you have to instigate change. Mm -hmm. And to do change at that scale, we just weren't legitimate enough to say we're going to do organisational change. Mm -hmm. But to have a company who has got a bedrock in that, that can not only help us, the the term that I really want to own moving forward is teaching organisations how to fail forward. Experimentation is a method of failing forward, right? You learn and you progress from that. Yep. And changing a mindset and a structure because people are KPI'd not to fail, but to create KPIs in an organisational structure that celebrates failing forward, there's something powerful about that. We were just not at the size to be able to do that and do it legitimately well. This is why, you know, for us coming into Deloitte, it was a no-brainer. It was like this gives us the ability to say, let's look at how your culture is being affected through this concept of experimentation and how the culture has to adapt and what are the inhibitors that don't allow you to do that? And we can do it relevantly. I'm, that's the bit that, like, I, I'm a practitioner. I'm not an entrepreneur. That's the bit that really excites me. Like, I want to get into that part of it. Really it's cool. It's an evolution of where yeah, we are as well. And I think we got to that um, point of maturity where we've been running successful experimentation programs for our clients and doing really well. We could really see so many more and further opportunities, whether it's going into CRM or more into product design totally. or landing pages or whatever it is. We could see you know rebuilding websites in a different way using you know testing and validation there were so many opportunities and we were starting to get so many requests from our clients but as a small business and with you know two leaders it's, it's challenging to take it to the next step and i think that was incredibly exciting for us when we spoke to you that we could see that level of evolution with you guys and the possibilities yeah totally just given that idea of how we can integrate other areas how do you think what you've created is set up for the future. Like, Hassan, how do, how do you think that structure will now translate into helping organisations around some of the problems they're solving? How do you see the whole MarTech arm and the design arm and the experimentation? How do you see all those coming together? Is it that they adopt all things or is it that you begin one place and then and then introduce the others? Like, what's the strategy around that? Uh, it's, it's, it's horses for courses. And I want to say at the outset, we don't get it right every single time. But we have, we're generally very good at understanding our clients' problems. And um, both the immediate, I've got this problem with, uh, let's say, customer acquisition or customer retention or uh, name, your, name your challenge in a, in a typical organization, but also understanding some of the inherent internal structures can I call it politics that sometimes um, prevent our clients to being as effective as they should be? Uh, just side example, I've had on many occasions clients say to me, you guys know us better than we do. You guys know the relationship. <laughs> understand the dynamics driving certain aspects within you, especially really large organizations, uh, you think public sector agencies or really large top uh, ASX companies, we in, in some cases, we genuinely do know the organization really well, and we can help navigate them to the right outcome collectively. 
be part of the solution. And so back to your original question, uh, Nima, the, where we have really succeeded well is where we've been able to understand all the constraints from the client, but also the outcomes that they need to achieve to continue on that journey and really apply the right best capability within Deloitte to that particular problem set. And I also want to be clear, I mean, while we talk about MarTech and design and this practice and that practice, they're all small tribes to give people a sense of identity and focus and know where they're really after. For our clients, they don't matter. For our clients, we're one Deloitte team and we need to bring the best of that Deloitte team to the client problem. And again, I think that's also, and, and again, being very upfront, we don't get it right every single time, but the majority of times, we are able to identify the problem, bring the best team, rally around it, and help solve for it. So in some cases, the exam question or the problem we're solving does become a big transformation program drawing on a variety of skills. Personal uh, story, the projects that I've enjoyed the most have been those because you just have to bring everyone together, all these various capabilities. And you also get to really work with people that you've had this sort of aspiration to work with internally, but never had the opportunity through those projects, you actually get to do that. But equally, the smaller projects that might start with a design problem or strategy problem that then you build the trust with the client and grow are, are equally satisfying as well. So the, both versions happen. So is, is there a sweet spot that Deloitte really answers to? Like, is there a, this is our, this is our, like, this is our bag, this is our sweet spot? I think we've got, we've got multiple well, I think there are multiple seats. When I just listened to Asan talk, then I think what's probably interesting as well for, for your listeners near is that Deloitte Digital, really, like it, it does feel like an agency almost within Deloitte, and it always surprises me that it feels somewhat boutique both for our clients but also for our team. But at the same time, what you've got is you've got the whole of Deloitte at your doorstep. You know, if you think about the goal for digital is to make our clients the best customer-oriented businesses in the world, we've got that got that that um that right and then offer how you can't do that if you only offer traditional agency services mm-hmm. like you can't do it you know you need you need to think much more holistically so if you think about our strategy design creative technology teams they're absolutely best in class but even that i don't think is enough for us to propel our clients sort of even further especially in the current environment i think what we do really well is we take a really big holistic view which is is what asana was saying before and that's not just in digital that's beyond so how do we make this work for our clients, not just in a digital context, but actually taking the entire overall experience and the overall ecosystem. So, you know, and, and some of that is stuff that Nima might might be ordinarily quite boring to people like you and I, but, you know, it could be risk, it could be regulatory, um, you know, how can they ha- harness AI, which is definitely not boring, um, cloud, what are the commercial opportunities, what should you be thinking about, about Web 3.0, like all of that stuff that Deloitte can bring to the table, you know, being part of one of the largest professional services in the world, has its benefits, we can bring all that that expertise mm. and knowledge to our clients um, and, and we can take an end-to-end approach. It's kind of hard to match. Yeah. And, and I want to tackle the sweet spot question, Nima. I would say where we are building trusted relationships and advising our clients for the best outcome for their organization, that's the sweet spot. And I know that's a bit of a motherhood statement. However, the reason I say that is because at, at Deloitte, the servicing your clients, building that relationship, giving them the right answer, even if that right answer is you're better off doing this with a third party rather than us because we're not really that good in this space or we might be too expensive for you in this space or whatever the case may be. 
That is a lot more valuable because we are invested in our clients' long-term personal and organizational success more than anything else. And you can see how that uh, long-term mentality, mentality of abundance has its value and results. Um, and we're fortunate enough to be able to apply that to almost all cases and not get ho- ca- caught up in the mechanics of, well, I need to meet payroll this month, therefore I need to make a sale. The, the reality is the organization has um, got the scale to focus on that one point that matters, knowing that a lot of value will then come out of it. I love well, that. So, and, and I think that really resonates with us, doesn't it? You yeah, know, we, really well said. We, once we became specialised, we wanted to become the best in market at what we did. And we would often turn away clients that were desperate to, you know, do a piece of work with us. And we would say, Look, it's not what we do. It's not what we're great at. You know, use us for this because we know it, the space and we do it really well. And this would be a better mm. place to do somewhere else. But more and more, we started to get requests to go into other areas that, you know, we just didn't have the capability. But sometimes it's important to build that reputation and say, no, and this is our, this is where we're amazing at. But fundamentally, it's about solving our clients' problems, which is, I think, what we're obviously both doing really well. Scott, you guys give us to be able to expand on that. Curveball question for both of you. <laughs> This isn't in the question guide, so here's a couple. I love a curveball. Um, if, you, if you could go back to when you first started at Deloitte, what would you do different? What would I do different? So the thing that when you work somewhere like Deloitte is that you there's so much opportunity. And, and if, you, if you're restless and you've got a curious mind, you'll walk in and literally like the people in this organisation do everything from like, yeah, a tax return to building Australia's mission control. For, for, this, for, for space like it's insane so this morning someone was saying there are immunologists you know like literal immunologists in in um in this building so one of the things that i would do is i probably would have focused earlier and i know that, you know it seems like a bit of a micro answer but it's so easy to just like run rampant and get involved in everything and and i probably spread myself a little bit too thin at the start if I'm if I'm totally honest, but God, it's exciting. It's an exciting place to walk into. That's a great answer. If so, I'm, I'm going to answer the question in a different way. If I was going to give advice to myself when I first joined, I would say build uh, even more relationships within the firm, um, and because it's an incredible, incredibly powerful machine, and it runs on human relationships. It, it runs on the fact that I know Leora and I know what she's good at, and. I call her up every time I need help in that space. And while I, uh, while I f- feel that I've got a good solid base of relationships at Deloitte, uh, there's always someone new that I meet every day. So if I could give myself one advice would be build more relationships, get to know more people. Lots of coffees. Very good advice. By the end of No, I've never done this before. And given this is the last one is New Republic, do you want to ask us any questions? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm going to, um, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to throw one of your questions back at both of you, and I want both of you to answer it, please. Sure. What made you guys choose Deloitte Digital? Because I understand you had multiple suitors as well. I, 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 got, this, I got this one nailed. So where do I start? Look, we were, we were very fortunate that we did have interests kind of <laughs> circling around and, and it definitely wasn't a path that we were particularly, you know, navigating towards. But I think um, there was a natural evolution that was needed in New Republic. And we, we, when we started to get that interest, we started to you know, assess where we're at and what we needed to move forward. And, and we felt like for us professionally and especially for our team and for our clients, you know, exploring this was a, a good idea. 
but there was just something really, to your point earlier, I think there was an instant connection. And I think that we didn't know what to expect with Deloitte. And I think we thought it was going to be a little bit different or, I don't know, more uptight or more corporate, or we just weren't quite sure. But consultancy was definitely an area that we were heading towards and it was really enticing. But the minute we met you guys, it was just this instant connection. And everyone was super smart, super talented, but also humble. And that's something that a value that really strikes a chord with us. Like we, we don't like, um, what do we call it? Um, genius assholes. We like people who are really talented and passionate, but who will help their um, colleague out and will make the time to work together. And we just thought you guys were absolutely amazing. And I felt that um, most importantly, cultural fit is just key to this, right? You can deliver great work, but if you're in an environment where you can't succeed, we would never have made it. And I think you guys just made us feel so at home and so confident that together we could really create some magic together. So I think that's what resonated with me. It's a good answer. Here's mine. Um, mine's got layers. <laughs> of course it does. So I met, I met Eclipse. I met the guys at Eclipse and they showed me what they did for the meat and livestock industry where they had QR codes that could tell you the cow that caused someone to feel sick in a restaurant. That blew my mind. I was like, and this was like early days internet and they had created something that is what modern day, you know, QSR code. Like these guys just like mind. So my first foray with, with Deloitte was like... <laughs> amazing like <laughs> they're taking digital beyond a website right it was uh, unbelievable that was my first part the second part was everywhere I, uh, we worked at new republic there was someone from deloitte in in the in the organization we knew of deloitte digital so we would see deloitte digital work it was always Good around clients. us yeah, yeah always around us right that was the second part the third part is i come from an ad, ad agency land and i have a problem with that agency land is because their premise is built on we have to be the smartest person in the room. It's not built on respect. It's built on you have to be dumber than me for me to have a place in, on this seat, and I hate that idea. It's mutual collaboration. People need to work together. They all want the same outcome. Companies want to spend money, and companies want to do great work. They mutually expect it doesn't need that someone's dumber than you for you to exist. It needs that two people come together with their great skill sets and build something. So I really love the the fact the way that you talk about clients and the reason you exist and the way you talk about your team inside those clients it's built on respect it's built on that admiration for each other and the need for each other so that was the i find that the organizational model layer all those and then it was you guys and i mean i i know we had a like a love moment at the start of the whole segment <clears throat> like you said you you walk into the office and every time i call uh, Leora at any time she'll pick up the phone I've never had a moment where she hasn't picked up the phone that blew me away the other thing that blew me away you don't know this I sent you an email on the weekend no one responded I fucking love that because mm. you, you understood like I need time for me and then I have time for work and I did it because I just wanted to see do these guys work back late are they gonna want me to work back night and day and weekends as we've been doing <laughs> as we've been doing but you know it shows respect for space it shows respect for other people and when you know moving as a, a business owner to a company I want my team to know that they have their weekends that was hugely refreshing that you guys had that space large organization but you had that space and I thought that was massive so if you lay all this stuff together I couldn't imagine a better place to join. I've got another one last thing to add to that. Wait a minute. Let that just sink in. That was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I heard both answers. 
Yeah. I, I can see you smiling inside. You're like, he's right. Yeah, I've got one important thing to add, which has just come to me. But I think, I think the moment as well that I just knew it was right was, you know, after being in business for many years, I'm, I'm into our seventh year at New Republic and you're on what, your 12th. Oh. Um, we spend so much time looking after our team and thinking about our team. And it was kind of a no-brainer that we, we just felt that there was going to be a huge excitement for our team in terms of career progression, which has been such a key point for us over the last couple of years. But we barely think about ourselves. You know, as business owners, you just kind of, you do what you got to do. You, you know, you, you dust yourself off. You keep going, even when things are tough. And you, you kind of don't really think about yourself. But we had a moment where we just saw a future with you guys and we saw longevity yeah. and we got actually really excited. And it was the first time I think that we thought, hang on, this is going to be really amazing for us as well. Not just our team, yeah. but also for us. I've had so many people say that. that we where are you going to go after this? And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go anywhere. I think I want to stay to there. <laughs> I mean, you've got, what is it, meteorologist? What did you say? Embryologist? And you know, probably do have meteorologists. Ologist. You've got ologists. All the ologists. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all more. It's level 12. It's full of ologists. Well, level 12, full of ologists. <laughs> That's a great sentiment. And I'd like to just um, share with you one of the things that um, a lot of the partners at Deloitte uh, talk about that they, we all aspire to have a culture and a place where people can join and uh, end their careers here. Yeah. Even though the word end might have a negative connotation, you can understand that it's a very positive thing that people would join and will want to commit yeah. their career here and then eventually retire. That it, it's so it's it's so awesome hearing that from from you guys because it's definitely one of the things that we aspire to have a culture of partnership and the leaders that join us really look at. I, I really think you nailed it. I think you know, like even at lunch when you said to me, you know, what do you want to do? And, and you said, look, I'm doing. Know, the stuff that you're doing now, son. You said, you know, you could do that. And I was like, it was the first time I actually went, I could do that. I, I couldn't think of anything else to do but design. But I, yeah, you're right. No, I don't know. And I don't know if that's the way my future, but the ability to have options, I, I thought that's, um, I, and, you know, that's something that I wanted for the team. You know, both Stace and I, we wanted them to be able to have options and opportunities and not, Unfortunately, like a lot of businesses, they have to leave the business to find those opportunities. Mm -hmm. This is the one place where they can explore those opportunities. And if they love what they're doing, they can stay. If they don't, they can move on. Spot on. Do you have a question, Leora? I've got a question for you. Yeah, you've had time I've got to a think question. about it. Yeah, I did. I, got... I love the lean forward. Here it comes. Here it comes. I'm going I'm to go in a slightly different direction, but if this is your last podcast as New Republic anyway. So maybe this is the closing question, Emma and Stacey, but give us a couple of things that you're most proud of, of the journey so far. All right. So what am I most proud of? Convincing Stacey to join the business. <laughs> Marrying the woman who has turned this business around. Most proud of. Uh, and the third thing I'm most proud of, this is going to sound really so, um, soppy, but I, I, I really feel fortunate that so many designers and people have come through the doors and I've had the opportunity and the privilege because, you know, if you think you got your family, you got your future and you got your career, it's one of those big components of your life. You spend a lot of time at work, right? Mm -hmm. And it defines you as a human being depending on who you are. It can define you as a human being. It can, it can be a big chunk of your thought process. So the fact that people trust and I'm saying this from me, but it is really us. Trust us or me to come and go, here's my career. 
help me get to the next stage so I can earn more money or get that next position or work at that brand that I really want to work at. That's a huge privilege. And, and so many people have trusted us. Some people we probably didn't do as well as we could. Other people we've really done a great job. That's a huge privilege. And I, I um, if there's one thing I can walk out of this business saying that I'm really proud of is the opportunity to shape so many people's lives and hopefully I've helped them become better than themselves and push them beyond themselves. That's incredible. Yeah. Well done. The first two are the best. Oh, and because she's my wife, I'm going to enjoy that for a week or two until she forgets that. <laughs> oh, that's my answer. So what am I most proud of? I think um, there's two sides to that. So firstly, I think I'm really proud of Nima and I as a partnership. Um, when we joined, not many people know this, but it was 2015 and I planned a wedding. Left, it's left, my, left my fashion career, mm. closed that business down, joined New Republic you know, started working together and I had left, you know, my business and came into Nina's business and the first three months I thought, oh, my God, what have we yeah, done? That was, that was tough. What have we done? We were, I think we fought just nonstop for three months. We're getting in the car and like, fight, get in the car on the way home, this fight. Is, this is not going to work. This, this is, is not going to work. This good. But once we kind of, um, Nima always talks about, you know, storming, performing and norming. Storming. Storming, norming, norming performing. Yeah. And um, once we had that initial kind of like bump in the road, we just found this kind of magic together and we worked out that we both had very, very different skill sets mm-hmm. and we were both talented in some areas and absolutely terrible in others. And once we build, built Can that I trust. That? I think the one lesson, anyone who's listening, that we learn, sometimes you have to lead and sometimes you have to follow. Great leaders know when to follow. And that is the most important thing. We both learn leadership and we both learn sometimes even if you don't agree, you've just got to learn to follow because you can only have one leader and it's knowing when each other, and I think finding that for us created that chemistry that we needed. And I think once we realised where our skill sets were and we drew that kind of line in the sand and we worked out that they were very, very different skill sets, we earned each other's trust. And then to your point, we became leaders, but we became leaders in our own departments. So we didn't kind of like, you know, step on each other's toes. But we once we did that, we started to perform really, really well. So as a team, I'm really proud of what we've achieved together. Like I, I can't actually believe that we're here about to enter Deloitte. Like it's a huge achievement for our, our both, you know, career-wise, professionally, personally, it's an amazing achievement for us both. And then the other um, moment I guess I'm really proud of is, um, again, not many people would know, but when I started in 2015, we were on really tough times. You know, we had one of our largest clients leave us. It was 60% of our revenue. And I'll never forget us sitting in the boardroom and, like, just not knowing whether to cry or give up or what we were going to do. And, and we just kind of looked at each other and we said, look, we're going we're gonna to make this work. And um, I had left a fashion career and I was very sentimental <laughs> about leaving that and I, didn't, I felt sad about leaving it and I had to find my purpose in your Republic. But I was able to pick up a business that wasn't doing well and create a successful business that was profitable, that, you know, had great culture, that was delivering great services to our clients. And so for me personally and professionally, I felt that I, I'm very proud of what I've been able to achieve mm-hmm. for my part in, in New Republic. Agreed. And I'm very excited for our next next steps at Deloitte. Is that it? I am. That's it. It's a very good list. Really good yeah. question, Laura. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was. I mean, can I just say? Oh, that's a good question. Can I just say how awe-inspiring, like, honestly, it's awe-inspiring looking, you know, at what you've created and now being a part of that as we go forward. Yeah, and the more and more and more we get to know you guys, the more in awe I am of what 
of what you've created and how and totally honored to just be a part of the next phase so yeah absolutely likewise you know and i do feel a a touch of nostalgia and definitely a bit sentimental that our road our journey at the republic is ending but equally just so excited about what the next steps are going to hold together and that's all the time we've got thank you so much for all our listeners new republic podcast the growth hacking podcast not coming to an end, but in a, it'll come to life in a different uh, evolution, more exciting. Um, like always, send us your emails at hello at New Republic. We still get them for a little while. Um, and I want to thank, firstly, Stace for the open and honest conversation. So thank you. Thank you. And Asana Leora, thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you guys are. So thanks for taking the time to fit this in. And, and thank you for all the genuine and honest answers. I really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much. I enjoyed thank it a little bit. So Guys. It was great up. talking to you, and what a what a fabulous way to um, interview yeah. the public podcast. So yeah. great chats. So don't leave us. Keep listening. We'll be back in another way. Very I'll soon. leave it a loose <laughs>